Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. We're almost at the end of the year. Uh, it's lovely here. It's sunny, but it's 19 degrees. But we have no snow. The skies are a little cloudy, but very sunny. And last night at book group, we had reports from Todd and Carl's, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, they're expecting, I think, six, maybe six plus, was it six to 12 inches of snow today? So one of the other people in the group from New Jersey it gets her weather updates either from here, and then she knows it's a few days coming, and with Todd's report, she knows it might be a few hours after that that they get hit in New Jersey. So... We're happy with our 19 degrees and no snow today. So nothing to complain about. We had book group last night. And for those of you who, if you try to join and you, your number, your link didn't work, it's because we, you have to get a new link for every book group. And we, and I had three people who contacted me after the group and said they couldn't get in. And they get a message that says that uh, the person is on another Zoom group. So they're using the same link to get in. And I know um, at Blue Lotus for classes, they've started doing a, uh, the system is more automated. So they use a system where if you have to sign up for each individual class, which is not how we started out doing it, so it's confusing. So you have to go into uh, event. Here's the easiest way. Someone who, who had it happen to them reported back last night right after the class. You can go into Eventbrite, all one word, It's and Bright is B-R-I-T-E, Eventbrite, where you buy tickets for things all the time. But you go into eventbrite.com and do a search for Blue Lotus Temple, and you'll have every single event that you can get a ticket for. Now, if, 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 it's, a, if it's the book group or any kind of class that I'm involved in, there won't be a charge. You just go in and you get your ticket. And the good thing about going directly to Eventbrite, and it's very easy, I did it on my phone last night, it's very simple. You can sign up for uh, maybe four or five, sign up for all the different book groups coming up. And all you have to do is click on them and they will put you in the classes. Then they have this, they have on eventbrite.com, they have several classes that are coming. And when the, when that ends, it doesn't mean the class is over. It means we just have to put it back into Eventbrite with another, um, uh, list of the upcoming classes after the ones already there. So if you're interested in the book group, go ahead and go into eventbrite.com, go to Blue Lotus Temple, find the book group, and just go ahead and get all the classes that you think you'll want to go to. And if you don't, it's okay. But what will happen is then Eventbrite will send you a link and they 
they always will send it at least, and usually earlier than, one hour before the class begins. So then they automatically serve as a reminder. But you have to be watching your email for the link. So that's the simplest way to do it. And I'm sorry that that there were so many of you who, who uh, couldn't get in last night. And it's, it's a wonderful hour together. Yeah, Marianne's saying the book group is a wonderful place to be. And it is. It just, it's just good to be with each other. And, um, we're, we're really enjoying the things that pe- different people are pulling out of the book. So we went through, we had, um, 10 to 12 was, was our reading assignment. And we did 10 and 11, and so we're doing 12 to 14. So we're being ambitious, picking three chapters. They're very small chapters, but that's okay if you read ahead or if you've already finished the book, because then we go, then you can go back and the chapters that we're on, we're trying to kind of pick the bones, um, pick all the juicy meat from those. And it's, uh, it's a great discussion if you're just listening and you don't want you you know I somebody last night their kids were still doing their homework so they were just listening that's wonderful if you if you are able to be right there and being able to talk um everybody's free to if you have something that bothered you about the book or a passage or something you didn't understand, and uh, it's it's just a very comfortable uh, but but eager group. Everybody's enjoying the group, I think, and the uh, the book is just full of Pema children at her best, I think. And what I've noticed is, and Maria made the comment last night, she YouTubed and searched for Pema children found a ton of really uh, good interviews with her and excerpts from her teachings and was mentioning that it was really good to get to see her and hear her voice. And and there are also, I'm getting lots of stuff in my email that are uh, excerpts from Pema Chodron uh, in books that she's working on or compilations of her of her teachings. And I'm going to put a lot of those links on I'll put them on my Facebook page, and I'll also put them on the Blue Lotus page. And those uh, those links have been lovely. I just listened to a few this morning, and they're short, but they're very good uh, tips about our practice. And we all love Pema Chodron because she's brutally honest about her own her own struggles and her own. Pat, uh, behavior patterns that keep cropping up for her and that she's always working with. So we relate to her. And uh, that's one of the things that makes her teaching so right on. Every Everyone can find different things that really appeal to them or really speak to them. And uh, that's enjoyable to see. It's a good way to be working with each other. So I will try to get information up to remind people the best way to work with Eventbrite. And if you ask someone, if you tell someone and they want to come and they say, oh, Eventbrite's, you have to pay for everything. You don't pay. You're not even asked to make a suggested donation. We're just using, the temple is using Eventbrite to get the information out to 
uh, uh, whoever wants to be in the class. <clears throat> but we have you have to sign you have to basically get your ticket for every class. But do it ahead of time and have a group of tickets. And then uh, I, I'll still remind people every every time because I hate that people either miss the announcement or Eventbrite and this process is probably new to so many of us that if I put that announcement out, then you, it may not have even been on your radar because it may have sounded like a foreign language. So um, we're not moving fast, but we're really moving uh, with a lot of delight and a lot of uh, insight at the same time. We start with a, about a 10-minute uh meditation practice just to help us get centered and grounded and we don't spend all of our time because we only have an hour so but that's 10 minutes together sitting is good um, so there's another book that I'm listening to that um, Dan Harris on 10% happier I don't have a subscription to his app but he has a lot of things that are available and are free and you don't have to uh, get a hundred dollar a year subscription if you don't want to or can't afford to there are a lot of things on that on his site and on uh, his if you look at the app there are a lot of things that are free and there also I listened to a talk this morning about he was interviewing someone who wrote a book that I thought I you may have all seen it there's a big loaf of uh, challah bread on the cover and it's enlightenment I want to say bite by bite but I'm probably wrong but it, but the bread is you know there's a chunk out of it and um, he's a he's a well-known Jewish writer and he's he's delved into lots of different traditions looking for uh, the confidence that he could have in uh, in spirituality and his own uh, journeys with it and he's he's now he now uses meditation and teachings and and I'm he's still a Jewish teacher but he's also a Buddhist and I think the book sounded great it sounded like it might be a good book club idea and I don't even remember if I've, I've got the title right but it's uh it looks like it might be a recipe book when you first look at it a baking book so I want to show you something. I'm just stepping out of the camera for a second. I forgot to set it next to me. So here's the amaryllis today. Uh, let's see. If we look at that. The, the, the entire thing does fit in the camera. So my third stalk is still not blooming. I can see it's just beginning to very, very uh, gently to open up at the top. But these other two are probably sucking all the energy up. So my top one has four blossoms on it. Just like my friend Marty's. She only has one stalk, but she has four blossoms coming out of it. So there are four separate blossoms in the top. One of them is definitely opening up. Yeah, yeah, I'm pointing that one at you. It's opening up. And then this, the shortest one has 
two, and I think there's even a third. There might be, unless that's just a folded leaf. There are two in the little one and maybe a third one. And then I have a late bloomer, which is always perfectly okay. But I just, I'm showing off. I just enjoy this so much. It's been just the best gift ever for me. So, uh, and it started out, Marty's interest started out teaching it, using it in her, uh, with her middle school students. And then she said they had a, they had a raffle at the end of the, before they had the Christmas holidays and one lucky student got to take it home. I said, Didn't, wouldn't it have broken up on a bus? And she said, no, all the kids at her school were uh, walkers because they have the community schools. So, so every day I'm turning it, getting it into the best sunlight through my patio door. And so it's, it's, become, it's become just a, it's all a joy. And not being competitive about all my blossoms. I'm trying not to be. <laughs> but it's fun when you're doing it with a good friend. It's fun. So today I just wanted to tell you about the next book group. We're going to be doing 12 through 14. So if you were at the book group last night, you've already read 12, and you can just catch up. I mean, you can read it Again, this it's a very good chapter. Chapter 12 is Life Changes in an Instant. And most of us have those moments in our life when something has happened and suddenly we know our lives are not going to be the same again. And um, one thing we know with the pandemic, no matter how safe and comfortable you may have been with it or how difficult it's been. We know for a lot of people, life has changed in an instant for them. If they've lost a loved one, if they've had to deal with uh, feelings, feelings of loneliness that have been overwhelming, or the not being able to be with loved ones when they did die, if they were in a hospital, and I think all of us now, it's not like the beginning when we didn't know people. All of us know people who have lost a parent, a loved one, or a, even a younger adult. It's not just affecting the oldies, right? But, but there's still, we still have a long way to go, even, even with the vaccine coming out, which is so hopeful. And, uh, Listening to the to the news yesterday about the the vaccine, I was able to really allow myself to feel that hopefulness. And wow, it just I felt like it just my entire body was tingling for a while. And being aware at the same time, there is hope, there is something all of us can look forward to. But at the same time, knowing we, we're going to be needing to be uh, cautious and careful, no matter, you know, it's going to take a long time to roll the vaccines out. And then there's a second uh, phase to the vaccines, the, uh, to the vaccination schedules. I think you, with most of them, you have to take 
too. But we'll still have a long time in this country and around the world where we're needing to be safe, we're needing to be very careful. And so I, we know that's true. And I think we're all willing to go that, go that distance. But it was so wonderful to just allow myself to have that feeling of things are turning around. I hadn't experienced that so completely. It was, it was completely a physical uh, experience. And maybe, maybe several of you have had that same thing happen, but I allowed myself to feel hopeful. And, uh, it, wow, it, it was, uh, it was good to feel that. And as I was experiencing that, that physical sensation, um, I thought, I need to remember this. This is a very important moment in, in our, in the world's history. And now we can uh, be patient. I was thinking about giving Christmas gifts out to my uh, my kids and my small family of uh, more hand sanitizer and tissues and some Clorox wipes, just as a reminder, okay, we can't get careless. This is now when we need to be super careful because we really want to get get back to some uh, semblance of whatever our new normal is. We want to move in the right direction. We don't want to lose any more people. So I don't know if I'll do that. They would probably, they might like the hand sanitizer, but they probably get their own tissues. But I may not see them at Christmas, so I'm just sitting on that idea for now. Um, so... I think that's that's good news, and we should all be happy about it. And but don't, but we have to be unrelenting and being careful, both for ourselves and for others. And if we take care of ourselves, we do the right things for ourselves. That will be taking care of others. It's it's the same thing, right? That connection is that that we're seeing. That connection is that close these days in in our world. So we so life changes in an instant is a critical chapter. I'll read just a small part of it because of course she wrote the book before the pandemic, but so that she talks about that sudden feeling of emptiness. And this is from Joan. She just explained Joan Didion's experience of just having her husband um, drop dead as as she was finishing up preparations for dinner. Sudden experiences of emptiness can be triggered in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's a piece of information. I knew someone who, when he was about 18, went through a profoundly unsettling experience after finding out he had been adopted. His adoptive parents had been very kind to him, and nothing really bad had happened in his childhood, yet the discovery immediately upended the version of reality he had unknowingly constructed. Up to that point, he had lived his whole life assuming that the mother who had raised him had given birth to him, and that his father had also been with him from day one. 
This reality was so finely integrated into his being that when he found out the truth, he had a major experience of groundlessness. Not only were the meanings of mother and father undermined, his own very identity had come into question. When your bubble bursts, even the most ordinary things in your life are stripped of their extra layers of imputed meaning. You find yourself in a groundless open space. This can last for just a moment. Or in the case of a severe shock like Joan Didion's, it can last much longer. If your world is so radically upended, it may take a long time to put it back together to get some kind of ground back under your feet. And then she talks about uh, a, an example. She, she then talks about um, that imputed meaning, that, that groundlessness comes from suddenly the meaning that we've put to everything just totally shifts, totally falls apart. She talks about some humorous experiences of that. And in the uh, Tibetan tradition, that open, groundless state is called shunyata. So here's her, her uh, antidote. We can, and we're all, we've probably had, we may have had some of those situations just during this pandemic, which has been the last nine months. If you've lost someone, if you've lost, if you've been, you know, you could, there are so many things that could be, could have happened to any of you listening. The difficulty with emptiness occurs when we have no context for understanding the experience. If emptiness is simply thrust upon us by circumstances, it can be very painful or at least disorienting. Most people who suddenly find themselves with their imputed reality stripped away have no idea what to do. The space is too wide open and there's nothing familiar to hold on to. We can prepare for such experiences by starting to get familiar with emptiness now. So this is the part we all need to be doing. One way of doing this is the method described in the previous chapter, sitting in the middle of what's going on and letting go of concepts and labels to the best of our ability. If we do this regular, we may from time to time have vivid experiences is how everything is empty of our fixed ideals, ideas, and mental overlays. They can be similar to moments of life as you know it ends, but without the shock and trauma. Although these moments of insight seem to arise from nowhere, they come about because of our practice from our willingness to keep sitting in the middle of our karmic seeds ripening. They are the natural result of our openness and curiosity about whether our labels and mental imputations have any basis in reality. Cultivating the experience of emptiness will give us a context for what's going on when the bottom falls out of our lives. 
It will give us a way of facing the most difficult and disorienting times, such as illness, loss, and eventually our own death, without so much despair and rejection. Since I started studying emptiness, I've had a few out-of-the-blue moments of having my world turned upside down. I wouldn't say the abrupt experience of having the bubble burst is fundamentally different, but having a context makes it no longer terrifying or disorienting. It doesn't give you a ground or something to hold on to because the experience itself is one of groundlessness. But knowing about emptiness makes it possible to face it courageously. It makes it possible to appreciate the experience as something that brings us closer to the truth. When our bubble bursts, we can recognize that we are walking through a very important doorway. Then we can experiment with hanging out on the other side of that doorway. We can learn to relax there. Eventually, you can even fall in love like it with emptiness. As Anam Thubton likes to say, my teachers and the other people I've encountered who have learned to live in this open space, free of imputed meaning, are the most fearless, compassionate, and joyful people I have ever known. They are living examples of what this kind of falling in love can do. That's a great little chapter, and I just read it's, you know, the chapter itself is maybe six, seven, eight pages long. But how powerful that is. Seeing things, understanding that things are what they are. And the imputed meaning we put onto things is the way, a lot of times the way we see it, the way we relate to it, the experiences from the past that uh, form the influences from our past that that form our the meaning we put into an into someone or something and that meaning may have nothing to do with the reality of the way things truly are and impermanence is the reality right so that's the one we begin with next week that's a good one that's perfect for all of us and then 13 is called Cool Emptiness. And then she talks, of course, she talks about emptiness and then she explains it and goes into it more and more. She doesn't leave us hanging on the cliff, you know, like what the heck is emptiness? Uh, it's, this is a lot of what this book is about. Uh, cool Emptiness. And then 14 is Experiencing Nowness. So we're we're getting around to the entire quality of being mindful, living a mindful life. And it's all these things she's talking about and that we're always talking about. Being mindful is a 24-7 experience we can live in. And everything we do can be based on that, that uh, quality of mindfulness. And it's being aware of those things, those, those wisdom teachings we've taken in and are making our own and uh, 
the insight we're developing, and then we live with that all the time, being being aware that of the true nature of reality. So it's a it's a beautiful journey. So we'll continue. So chapters 12 through 14 are what we're working with. And if for some reason you don't have the book and you haven't read it, come to the book group anyway. I think there's a lot. Uh, there's just a lot to get out of it. And if you if you're a Pema Chodron fan, you will recognize some things, and others might be a new way she's putting it together. So I think I've used my time up. Um, sit if you haven't done your sitting for today, and uh, be full of be full of joy for something today. Even if it's a couple of seconds of joy, find something that can delight your heart and uh, just help you over overcome any despair or loneliness or sadness you're feeling. Uh, being hopeful can be joyful. And just allowing yourself to have a little squirrel or a flower or uh, something beautiful, maybe a painting or a picture in your home that you can just look at and, and have that experience of joy just rise and just uh, be with that. Let that help you today. And uh, enjoy, wherever you are, enjoy the beautiful day. And if it doesn't look like a beautiful day, just it is what it is, so enjoy that. Okay, thank you so much for being with me and helping me with my practice. And uh, I love seeing so many of you and hope you're having a beautiful day or evening. Okay, bye-bye.